ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930 present The Drive. Elmore deep, left side three, and good! From 30 feet, John Elmore! The Drive with Paul Swan. Welcome into the Friday, February 15th edition. The Drive begins now on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. Thanks for joining me for this hour. Coming up at 5.30, we're going to hear from the mayor of the city of Huntington, Steve Williams. He, earlier today, gave his address to the city on the, well, basically how things are going, just to put it in a nutshell for you. And we're going to talk to him specifically about the efforts to bring a baseball park to Huntington that would benefit Marshall University. So that's a little bit for the second hour. Now, that's the second hour. This first half hour, I've got things for you. We're going to first talk about Marshall basketball last night, then we're going to look ahead. We're also going to kind of get a feel for where you're at right now because really you're all over the place when it comes to how you feel about last night and the state of Marshall basketball. Just one year ago, just one year ago, Marshall was getting ready, getting close to getting ready for a Conference USA run that would end up getting them to the NCAA tournament. And then last night, Marshall loses a I'm still perplexed by it 77 to 68 to UAB now we'll break down the numbers in a second but I've got a Twitter poll that is going to expire in 19 minutes and you've got time to vote on it at Paul Swan it's at Paul Swan on Twitter I just asked the simple question will you be at the Marshall game tomorrow and 59% of you have responded no I've seen enough and 41% of you have said, yes, I support the herd. So right now it's almost 60-40 as far as fans who would be going to the game responding that, no, we're not going to go to the game. I think you saw last night the core of herd fandom. The core of herd fandom was there for basketball. The reported crowd was 5,521. And It was an okay crowd, but it was not 5,521. There were a lot of empty seats. I know that much. Lower bowl, a lot of empty seats. Not to say it was a bad crowd for Conference USA standards. It's just I've seen better crowds at the Henderson Center. Of course, yesterday was Valentine's Day. Some of you had other things to do. Decided not to bother with the basketball game, and maybe you made the right decision because I don't know what this team was. And Dan D'Antoni doesn't know what this team was. Let's first talk about the game itself. Marshall, in that contest, shot 23 of 57. The three-point shot, 10 of 30. Now, I had an interesting conversation with several people, all anecdotal, but what's going on with the herd? 10 of 30 shooting from the three-point line, 23 of 57 total. So, what's going on? And there's a lot of things that just, I sat there and I wondered, what are you doing last night? For one, there were several times where the ball was inside and Marshall just wouldn't finish. Instead, the herd kicked it out. Instead of going for the easy two-point basket, you kick it out for the three. And we're going to talk about that in a minute, but you're inside and you kick it out for three? Take the two. I know three means more than two, but two points are great. I'd rather have two points than no points. And that's another thing. I think we maybe criticize the inside game. And you look at the points in the paint. Marshall had 18, 
UAB had 38. UAB was just going inside having no problem. And I think the Thundering Herd not having the success because they're not sticking with it. Instead, they're jacking up more threes instead of going inside. Now, take the threes. You go ahead, but you got to make those. you got to make those threes because if you make those threes, then it opens up everything else. And the game plan is out. Let's just be honest. My assessment is the game plan is out. The film is out. The coaching strategy is out. You want to stop the thundering herd? Here's how you do it. The knowledge is out there. And when Marshall doesn't hit shots, everything else doesn't work. Because once the herd hits shots, okay, you've got something to work with. And I don't want to hear Ideen Pinova. I've heard that again, and I don't want to hear it. Because unless he – you know what? Build that guy the statue. He's probably the greatest Marshall basketball player of all time, the way that we have pointed the finger that, you know, if you only had Ideen Pinova. And Dan wasn't happy with the way this team performed last night. We've got that audio from last night. And let me set this up. So I'm doing the post game last night, and I'm getting ready. I'm set up at my location. And I didn't run back because, um, honestly, I probably would have missed it if I had to try to run back there in time to get Dan. Uh, I saw Dan heading towards the media area, and he just was not happy. Dejected, maybe. And they put him on the scoreboard for the fans who were in there because they've got this gigantic monstrosity. So for the maybe 30, 60 fans that are lingering around, they put that on the scoreboard. And his face comes up on that scoreboard, and he just, I don't know if it was anger or dejection. I don't know which, or a combination of both. But I've got last night's post game from Dan D'Antoni. I want to play it for you. And I I don't know if I've ever heard Dan this dejected, this angry. I'm not saying there's a, there's quit right now in the Thundering Herd, but if Dan could just, like, snap his fingers and make it end, I, I don't know if he would. He might do that. But here's Dan D'Antoni last night. Uh, it's very short. It's very sweet, as you'll hear. Obviously, I'm disappointed as heck. I, since I've been here, I haven't seen us since the first year, maybe a little bit. Just like a days ago. Give a 17-point lead. Play hard for five minutes, a two-point game. Other than that, I, I got nothing to say. You know, we got to be better. All the way, all of us. All right, questions. No, no, no. I don't like our bench. I don't like the way they react. There's no strength. Life's about strength and passion. You got to have it. No, no, I'm not. Because it should never have been that way, and it can't be that way. You know, there, there's no look for the roses on this one. All it is is put our nose back down the ground, get in here, and get to where we got to fight. I would, not a whole lot of times I go, you know, you don't. Marshall means too much for me not to go down with a fight. This was no fight. No fight. Just lack of days ago. That's what I'm talking about. No focus. No, no, uh, uh, 
being sharp with the ball. I don't even know what to call him. I'm, I'm so livid. Just careless, lackadaisical, not tough, focused play all the way around. And, you know, you can't beat people. We're little. We don't have much room to uh, give. We have to be sharp. We're capable of doing that. Yeah, yeah, you got you to gotta be prepped for every game. So get prepped. That's the way I look at it. Just don't. I, I just don't like our spirit. I don't like our. I don't like. Uh, uh, it's you know. I just don't like our spirit, our our effort, our focus from number one man to the fifteenth guy. Just don't like it. Somehow, between here and uh, this last game, we got to find it. So we extend that last game on down the road. Dan D'Antoni, addressing the media last night, it was short and sweet. So, he's not happy. So, what's the problem? Is it lack of focus? Is it lack of teamwork? Is it poor shooting? Is it size? Is it Ideen Peneva not being there? Is it not having um, Bennett in the lineup? Let's throw that out there. His presence, his size. Is it CJ and John trying to do everything and then maybe not having confidence in the other guys? Or is it, are they freelancing too much? Is Marshall just not getting into their game plan? The Thundering Herd maybe hovering out beyond the three-point line a little too much. rest of the team just standing there while CJ and John maybe are freelancing. Is it confidence? The Thundering Herd lost confidence. Boy, that's a real one. You think you can win, you go out there and you believe you win, you win. Or it wasn't meant to be. That's a serious one right there. The team lost its confidence. I mean, there's so many things. You can throw me a line at Paul Swan on Twitter, at Paul Swan. That's where you'll get me best today on the program. Give me a follow as well if you are on Twitter. Appreciate that. When we continue, we're going to break down the scenarios for what could happen for the Thundering Herd. I'll tell you what, before we do that, because we got Steve Williams coming up here in about 15 minutes, give or take. I'll tell you what, I was going to save it for the next break, but let's just go ahead and do it now. Uh, I've got John Elmore. It's about a minute, and we'll just get John's take on what happened. John, I mean, he's falling on his sword. He's not he's not blaming anybody but players. He's not blaming coaching. He's falling on his sword. And maybe that's a good sign that he's taking leadership of this team. But here's John Elmore talking to the media last week. And I tell you, it's uh, it's very brief. Yeah, um, we play like that, turn the ball over, um, get down 15, 17, whatever it was. Uh, it's almost impossible to win. But, I mean, when we flipped the switch and battled and fought and Dove on the ground, rebounded. Um, we cut the lead to three points in five minutes. Uh, it's just a matter we can't come out like that. Um, we're getting everybody's best shot. Everybody wants to beat us. Everybody sees we're losing games left and right. They want to come to our home court and embarrass us. And uh, 
that's what happened, and we gotta we gotta learn to fight. We gotta learn to compete. Uh, Forty minutes, not just five six minute spans like Rice, like this game, like a couple other games. So we have to look inward. Uh, there's nothing, nobody can help us. Coaching staff's trying their best, but at the end of the day, the players make plays. So you gotta pick it up. That's John Elmore. I told you, short and sweet. What could you say after that loss? I know it's disappointing. We'll break it down a little further for you when we continue. And I've got some of the scenarios. There's so many scenarios. Pod sanity. Will the herd stay in pod two? Will they end up in pod three? And I've got the poll question on the Twitter feed. You've got a few minutes left to vote. Do you plan on going to the game tomorrow? Yes or no? You can vote now. Go to Twitter. At Paul Swan is my handle. And you've got a few minutes left to vote. I'll have the results for you before the end of the show. We've got more on the way. It's The Drive, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. You're listening to The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Still to come, I'm going to be speaking with the mayor of the city of Huntington, Steve Williams. He gave his State of the City address today. Mentioned the baseball park. I'm going to talk to him a little bit about that, just get his update on how it's proceeding, get a feeler for uh, how much progress is uh, being made and where it's at right now. So that's coming up a little bit later on. I thought that'd be a great break. Talk a little herd baseball since, you know, baseball and softball season are getting underway. Yeah, baseball season's probably going to take the majority of our time because basketball season might be over soon for herd fans. But there's still some hope. Now, these aren't the entirety of the scenarios, but I've got some scenarios and I want to thank Cody Lynn Marshall's basketball SID. He's been putting this stuff together for me. I do appreciate it. Seventh place finish. Now listen to me on this because I had to read it twice just to make sure. Now, if Marshall beats middle Tennessee and it's key, Marshall's got to win. So Marshall's got to do its part beats middle Tennessee. And then Louisiana tech FAU and FIU loses, well, guess what? Marshall, 7th place. Also, if Marshall beats Middle Tennessee and Louisiana Tech, FAU, and FIU win, Marshall's got the tiebreaker there again. So that's a pretty positive scenario. Here's the other positive scenario. If Marshall beats Middle Tennessee and FAU wins, or FIU wins, or FAU wins, and FIU wins, and Louisiana Tech loses. Marshall, seventh place. Yeah, that was a mouthful, wasn't it? Hey, look, I don't write this stuff. This is just how it comes to me. Now, if Marshall falls into eighth place, it might be like this. If Marshall beats middle, still does its job, and Louisiana Tech wins, and FAU and FIU both lose, then Marshall's going to be potentially in the eighth place finish. I believe that's how it's uh, broken down. Now, the 11th place finish. This is a scenario you don't want to be in. You lose to Middle Tennessee. FAU wins. FIU wins. Louisiana Tech wins or loses. 11th place finish. You lose to Middle Tennessee. Rice wins. FIU wins. And Louisiana Tech wins. 11th place finish. Here's the 12th place scenario. Are we really are we really there? Do we have that scenario for the herd? If there is a six-way tie with Rice, 
Middle Tennessee, FAU, FAU, and FIU, and Louisiana Tech. Let me reread that to you because uh, still getting over the uh, what I have called the Cornwall crud when he get he got me sick over a month ago. If there is a six-way tie with Rice, Middle Tennessee, FAU, FIU, and Louisiana Tech at six and eight. Lose to Middle Tennessee, Rice wins, FIU wins, and Louisiana Tech loses. Those are the scenarios. So if there's a tie, a tie with Rice, Middle, FAU, FIU, and Louisiana Tech at 6-8. and eight. If there's a tie, Marshall's going to 12th. If you lose to Middle Tennessee, Rice wins, FIU wins, and Louisiana Tech loses, you're going to 12th. Either way, you're in that pod. You don't want to be in that pod. That's the pod you're trying to stay out of. Because then you can play your way out of the Conference USA tournament. If you win against Middle Tennessee tomorrow, doesn't matter what your seeding is going to be. You're going to be able to at least say we're in the second pod and we can improve our standing. That's what you're playing for. You're playing to stay in pod two. Last night you were hoping to play to stay in striking distance of pod one. That didn't work out for you, but you would have at that point at least been sixth place. Hang on, you've got a good place in the pod. Just hang on to your spot. Now you're you're fighting to stay alive. There are scenarios in which if you lose tomorrow, you could be looking at playing in that bottom pod, and we don't know what's going to happen then. Marshall might just come out completely flat those next few games, lose, play its way out of the Conference USA tournament, and then Thunder here sitting home. And her fans are going crazy. So that's what it looks like scenario-wise. And I'm sure there are some more scenarios. I just don't have them all. Again, everything is clear. Marshall wins, and Marshall's going to be in locked in pod two. If Marshall loses, well, there's going to be a combination of things that go on. I wouldn't worry about seventh or eighth right now. I really wouldn't. That's just going to determine your travel rotation. That's it. Now, I'm not saying don't go out and win. I'm just saying don't worry. You, you'll you play where you play. All right, we're going to take our next break, come back. I do believe we're going to have the mayor of Huntington, Steve Williams, join us on the other side of the break when we continue with this edition of The Drive. Now, back to The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Earlier this afternoon... It was the annual State of the City address. City of Huntington Mayor Steve Williams addressing, well, basically the world as far as uh, what's going on in Huntington. And, um, of course, if you missed it, we always carry it live here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. And you can always go back to the City of Huntington website as well. I, I do believe there's a replay available there. But why wait? I've got the mayor of Huntington, Steve Williams, joining me on the program now. It's been a long time, Steve, being on the program, but he's with us to talk a little baseball. Um, as I told him off the air, um, we're not talking <laughs> basketball. You're, you're going to talk baseball. You're going to be the positive on this program today. I'll handle the negative stuff. You can you can bring the positive <laughs> stuff. Lord have mercy. In other words, you're you're going to be the mayor, and I get to be the radio host. If that's how you want to play it, that's how we're playing it. Because <laughs> I was going to say, 
you know, I, I'm usually having to deal with the uh, with the negative stuff. So shoot fire, I'll take this any day, any day. You know, you know, anytime you want to just sit down for an hour and talk sports, I'll, I'll, I'll run your show, the Steve Williams show. I'll run that. I'll take a break for a day. I, I don't think, I don't think you want me on, on for an hour. But it's been too long. It's been too long, Paul. But uh, we are getting very close, very, very close, being able to have a baseball stadium. You and I have been talking about this. We started talking about this. Six years ago, and, uh, um, and a lot of people have been, have been doubting um, the uh, Municipal Development Authority. The Huntington Municipal Development Authority is our development arm that buys, uh, uh, acquires properties, redevelops them, and such. And uh, we've been working with uh, Flint Pigment for some time uh, to uh, review the property because everybody knows that they've been. On, on that property or near that property, then they have been making dye for several decades, and we just need to review it, make sure that we can build on it. And everything is everything is looking good. Nothing has stopped us yet. And uh, I feel like we're so close that uh, it's not going to stop us. But um, one thing I've learned is that we've been real close to closing on this thing in the last few months. And each time something would come up, so no predictions as to when, but uh, but it, it feels it feels closer than we've ever been. Is that baseball park the major cornerstone of redeveloping that section of Huntington, that neighborhood, that whole area to to really kickstart it, or is it just one major component? And you don't necessarily have to have that right away to get everything else going. I don't have to have it right away, but it's the one that makes sense to do first and then all the other dominoes start to fall into place. Um, there's from fifth Avenue all the way to the river, 100 acres in that, in that vicinity. And with that 100 acres, there's so many different things that can be done, but what you have to be able to show is that something can be done. Because, uh, over the years, because it's been heavy industrial, just think about this. Uh, when Huntington was founded in 1871, that area in 1871 became heavy industrial. Before that, it was just river bottom land and farmland. Um, so for 100 and what would it be, 148 years, uh, that area has been heavy industrial. Well, that means that it's kind of dirty and you've got to be able to clean, clean it up. And there, there are those that would be saying you can't do anything there because what is all uh, has happened over what has been made over the years on, on that uh, on that that space. That's what a city has to do is that we have to go and explore and, and see if we can do do something and be able to get something going. The baseball stadium would be the easiest way for us to show yes, something can be done and. Uh, as, as you know, you and I have been talking about this for, as I said, for, for six years. And uh, I haven't doubted that we would get here. But honestly, things have really picked up steam in the last year. Um, you can't, you and I have talked about this, you can't develop land that you don't own. And it wasn't until uh, the spring.
spring, late spring of last year, that we got word that Flint Pigments was wanting to sell their property. And that's when we jumped in and started negotiating uh, full bore, full bore. So um, uh, I know Mike is uh, is actively working to try to be prepared that if and when we do buy the land, that uh, they'd be able to, to to take off running. Now, if, My you, camera said it. Yeah. if you could clarify for me, this would be the facility itself. Would this be a Marshall facility? Would this be a joint facility with the city and Marshall? Is that even finalized yet? That hasn't been finalized. I, 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 what we're saying is that we will do one of, one of a few things. We would either give it to Marshall or hold on to it and sell it to a private developer where they would own it. That's what I prefer to do. And then that private developer uh, work with Marshall to build the stadium. Um, it'd be awfully nice if it stayed in private hands. Uh, but what I've said all along is that when you're doing things like this, you try to keep all your options open. And uh, the, the, the most important point is that don't let those details get in the way of actually doing the development. Don't let those details get in the way of the building a baseball stadium. Um, I know we know Mike Hamrick very well. We know that he's not going to do anything that would be anything less than first class. And uh, this is would be great for great for Marshall baseball, great for Marshall baseball. But it would even be better for the city of Huntington. Imagine driving down Fifth Avenue, crossing the railroad tracks uh, uh, just past the stadium, and then looking over to the left and being able to look down the right field uh, line to see home plate uh, sitting there and knowing that we would be just sitting just on the other side of the of the fence uh, beyond the right field. It, it will be beautiful. Um, and uh, the crack of the bat in the in the spring and in the summer, um, because I think certainly Mike's priority would be to get baseball for the university there. Um, but once the season is over with in the early in early summer, uh, you've still got a bunch of months where baseball could be played, and it would be my hope that we'd be able to find a league that would be able to come in and. Uh, uh, use the stadium through uh, through the summer and early fall. Huntington Mayor Steve Williams joining me on the program. This is The Drive on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. And with that being said, you still got other projects you're working on as well. So if you would, if you'd like to, I'm sure this would be a, a great opportunity for you maybe to tie in, if you can, at least share what some of those other projects are Maybe you can tie it back to the baseball park because you know you've got several properties you're trying to work on, and baseball is going to be a major component. But you're looking for, if I understand, to to turn that not into just a a venue for baseball, but there's going to be business, retail. Uh, you've got plenty of plans. Yeah, we can talk about the plans that are there. Um, the ACF property is still in ACF hands, and we're having private conversations, and we're not nearly. Uh, we haven't gone nearly as far as we have with Flint Pickman's, and um, I'm sure not going to say anything that's going to possibly jeopardize those 
those discussions. Um, but once again, we haven't been very quiet about this. Um, what, what's hilarious is that uh, when Jack was interviewing me for Herd Insider in, in the spring of 2013, we started talking about the baseball stadium, and the intent was to, to start identifying, creating sports venues in the area so that we'd be able to be uh, an attraction much like Indianapolis is for the very, very major international sports and uh, major league and professional sports, but for uh, intercollegiate and, inter and interscholastic uh, sports with the soccer complex, with the softball field to build a baseball stadium, you have the indoor track facility to have all of those things. And I was talking about Flint Pigments and ACF. Well, uh, about a week after Jack's article came out where I was talking about ACF and that there were great things, great possibilities as to what could be done, I got this phone call one, one afternoon from, from somebody from the company that owns ACF. And they said, Mayor Williams, we have a clipping service. And we understand you've got big plans for our property. <laughs> and, and, and we had a nice long conversation, and those conversations have continued over the years. And uh, we're not where we're not anywhere close to where we are with 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 Flint. There's property also. If you're going down 24th Street towards the river, there's property that is uh, on the east side of where the West Virginia American Water Works is, it was the old uh, um, um, Huntington, I think it was Huntington uh, Terminals, um, Ingram Barge Company owns it, and it was a real, it was a, uh, a coal terminal facility right there, about 26 acres. We have an option on that as well, and um, so we're trying to buy everything that is right in that area so that we'd be able to work with one developer, ideally, because uh, what we'd like to see is commercial. We'd like to see retail. We'd like to see um, research and development. The beauty of it is, is that the connection with Marshall University, if we're able to do something with Marshall and the baseball stadium, but also Marshall with research and development and with the hospitals, Cattle Huntington and St. Mary's, with the biomedical research that would be in, in the area. All of this really, is, as I indicated, that the, that the to have the baseball, baseball stadium there, uh, that creates a lot of opportunity, but that also could create opportunity for a hotel to be uh, nearby or connected right to it. Um, it's amazing all of the opportunities that could, that could come out and once the first domino drops, a baseball stadium, then the other things start to just start to, to drop as well. Huntington Mayor Steve Williams joining us on the program. I'm your host, Paul Swan. You're listening on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. So you outlined a, a pretty broad spectrum of things that you're working on trying to do, uh, improve, of course, the Hal Greer Boulevard corridor, all of that. and Oh, yeah. And, I didn't even talk about that. Yeah, and yeah. That, that ties sort of into this as well, I would think. Yes, it does. One thing for sure, as, as you're coming in Hal Greer, that's the, 
that is the major corridor coming into the city and to Marshall University. Uh, there's plenty of, there is a, a, an amazing amount of private development, private investment that is going to occur along Calgary Boulevard. The one thing that we want to make sure that is being done is that as the hospital grows, as uh, uh, the university grows, as commerce develops along Halgreer Boulevard, I want to make blessed sure that it's also lifting up the neighborhood. One thing that I announced today when I had my State of the City speech that you all carried earlier, and one of the things that uh, we're looking at is that if you're driving down Halgreer Boulevard at night, it is so dark. And that's, that, that's disturbingly dark. It makes you feel unsafe, even if you're in the car coming down through there. We need on that corridor to look like a primary city in the state with the lighting leading its way all the way down to Marshall. We, we uh, have had our planners go to review, and it looks like there could be up to about 250 lights from Washington Boulevard all the way down to 3rd Avenue, and it could cost about $650,000 on the outside. We think that we're able to get some grants to, to be able to help get that done. If Even if not, it's important enough that we need to find a way to pay for it ourselves. Uh, but if we're able to get grants and only have to pay for 20% of it, then that additional money that we would be using to do this could actually be used to do some other things in the in the Howe Greer area. The, it's absolutely in, incredible of the opportunity along Howe Greer, the opportunity over at the Highland Brownfield area. Just imagine, Paul, the, the amount of construction that starts there just in a matter of time. Think for anybody to be thinking about what downtown was like just 10 years ago. Downtown Huntington has totally transformed. Imagine the very same thing happening over the High Lawn area. Uh, when you're, as I said, driving down Fifth Avenue, you're looking over to the left, and then you're seeing, a, you're looking into a baseball park right down the right field line to home plate. You're seeing a stadium of, uh, I'm not sure how many seats that, that Marshall would be uh, talking about having, but having a hotel just on the other side where the ACF parking lot could be and having a hotel there. So if you have development all the way down through Al uh, Greer and it's fully lit at night where it looks like an urban setting, and then you are turning right on Fifth Avenue, and as you're getting past Marshall and starting to see all of that development that is occurring there all the way to, to the river, um, the entire complexion of this city changes. Um, the, 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 the psyche of people who are living here changes. It lifts back up the, the, the uh, High Lawn neighborhood because we remember how nice that neighborhood was, but when the factory started shutting down, people moving away, uh, it started to decline somewhat. Um, so there are, obviously, I'm very optimistic, and there are a lot of things that we still have to do and a lot of work to, to be done, but the nice thing that's happening that we didn't have occurring six years ago when I came into office is that people in the neighborhoods and people in the community are actively working together on this. They're not sitting back saying, well, what are they doing? What's the city doing? 
Uh, nobody does anything around here. Well, when you're busy, you really don't have compl- time to complain about what others are doing. And that's what has happened in, in our city. Um, it's what's happened at Marshall University. And um, that becomes contagious. Huntington Mayor Steve Williams joining us on the program. Of course, uh, you can go back to the city's website, catch the entire address, and we'll have Steve back on real soon before I let you go. Uh, I got an idea for those lights. Um, you, you probably already thought about this. Uh, uh, maybe I feel silly for asking you this, but are you going to have them so you can change the color of them so you can have just like maybe like a, a green strip of lights you know, guiding people into Marshall maybe, the ballpark? You, you know where I'm going with this, right? I know exactly where you're going with um, what I have to make sure is if I do have got to look at two things. How much more would that cost? Obviously. And secondly, will the different colored lights still maintain the safety that we need along the area so it doesn't become dim? Um, it's amazed me the number, the Amount of lumens. I'm starting to learn about lumens. <laughs> of making sure that people don't have night blindness and that they're able to see. But that's, uh, I, I'm, I'm going to have to call that uh, the Swanee River coming into, coming right into the Huntington and over to Marshall. I'll take it. Review. <laughs> I'll take it. And of course, uh, as uh, you know, one of my uh, my role models, Tim, the tool man, Taylor would say more power. It's all you need. More power. <laughs> there you go. There you go. And more money to pay for the more power. <laughs> uh, OK, well, you, you complicate my dream a little bit. But uh, yes. Um, yeah, that's why you're the mayor and I'm, I'm here. I'm There's just, nothing I, wrong with dreaming. Yeah, There's nothing wrong. N- nothing wrong with dreaming. Just don't uh, uh, wake up and, and think that it was a nightmare. <laughs> Steve Williams, our guest. Hey, thanks for doing this once again. Uh, appreciate you coming hey, on, Paul. talking sure, about the ballpark, sure. and uh, we'll do it again real soon. I hope. Uh, boy, I hope so. I hope so. Let's just let's agree to this: is that when this thing is ready to go, that we get on and celebrate together. Okay, okay? we can do that. And All right. uh, okay, we'll, uh, Paul. we'll do it real soon. Thanks, sir. Appreciate it. All right, brother. See you. Bye, bye. Huntington Mayor Steve Williams. We'll take our final break, come back, and wrap it up. It's The Drive, ESPN, 94.1 FM and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Our poll question on Twitter, and if you're not following me, I'm at Paul Swan on Twitter. The poll question, will you be at the Marshall game tomorrow? Real simple, yes or no. Yes, I support the herd. 37% of you say yes, I'm going to be at the game tomorrow. 63% of you say no, I've seen enough. That's the final result. And, of course, we'll have more poll questions. All you have to do is find me on Twitter. I'm at Paul Swan. Let's go back to the phones. Uh, We don't have the mayor of Huntington with us, but we've got a loyal listener. Jack is with us. Go ahead, Jack. You are on the drive. Hey, Paul. How you doing? I'm good, sir. Paul, I'm a cynic. I'm going to talk about these pods. Uh, I think they're a waste of time. I'm going to tell you why I think they're a waste of time. Because you've got teams with bad – it's not RPI anymore. It's BETs, playing teams with bad BETs. And what you'll get is a team with a bad BET. I don't, and, and you got all these leagues. You, you got like the Big 12, Texas 15 10. 
Not only has it got their man, you've got the veggies. All these teams will get all these teams, and all these conference champions are going to go. You don't have any spots, Paul, to put two teams in there. I just think Conference USA is just going to get – it's a one-big league, and I think that's what we're stuck with, and I don't think we're, we're going to get two uh, two teams in NCAA, and I don't think the pods are going to help because it's, it's not going to raise our BET, man. I don't see how that's going to raise it because none of our teams have a high BET rating. And how, you understand what I'm saying, don't you? So yeah. how is that going to help us just playing in these pods? I think it was a reaction because you look at what happened with Middle Tennessee. That was a team that a lot of people thought that could be a NCAA team. They don't get in. Tournament didn't do them any favors. Also, um, they got dinged maybe here or there. But for the most part, that could have been your legitimate tournament team. They don't get in because they don't win the conference tournament. So sort of reaction there. And... I'm interested to see it. I'm going to let it run through its course the first time, maybe the second time, but ultimately I'm with you until the basketball gets better in Conference USA top to bottom. You're one-bid league at best. Maybe you squeak the second one in now and then. I mean, Conference USA, when they do get into the tournament, they've been at least getting out of the first round. That's a good sign, but all in all, uh, I just don't see the strength top to bottom. Yeah, you, and I know Dan says this is a pretty good league, and I get that. You're you're going to champion your own league. But at the end of the day, I mean, it doesn't matter if Marshall was in pod one. Marshall doesn't have the resume to um, get an at-large bid. If Even if Marshall won yeah. the regular season championship, got into the tournament, maybe got ousted day two, didn't get to the championship game, right. they don't have a resume. They don't have a resume because they went out of conference yeah. and they didn't win against anybody of note, so they don't have a resume. Yeah. Well, that's the thing with uh, football. If you don't beat Power 5, uh, the bowl games don't matter. If you don't beat Power 5 schools at the start of your season, then, then that really ruins your whole year because you're not going to get in no, no major bowl. But in the basketball, probably you got to beat these Power 5 schools. You can't keep losing to them because that, that, that just hurts you. It doesn't help you a bit. Even if you play them, it doesn't help you to, to lose to them. And, and you can't keep losing to prior five schools. You got and that strengthens your schedule. Plus, you can't go like uh, twenty and ten. Even if you beat them, you got to have like a twenty-one and two team or something with a great record. And you got to beat some prior five schools. That's the only way I think we're going to get two, two or maybe three teams. But like I say, the, the field's so crowded with these prior five, Big East, Atlantic Ten. It's hard to even get two teams in there, isn't it? Yeah, it's very tough. Jack, appreciate the phone call. We are out of time, so I appreciate you checking in. And don't forget, you can find me on Twitter at Paul Swan. I want to thank the mayor of Huntington, Steve Williams, for joining me on the program. Back tomorrow, we've got Marshall basketball all afternoon. We'll have our pregame and then our postgame. And then right in the middle, we'll have the Thundering Herd taking on Middle Tennessee. We'll go over all the scenarios and more tomorrow. That's going to do it for this edition of The Drive here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Good night, everyone. WRBC Huntington, W227BS Huntington, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Huntington Sports Station.